Hey, folks, glad to be with you. It's the Light the Lamb podcast. Brian Blessing and Cam Stewart, and we are ready to go home stretch for the regular season. There's a lot on the docket. And players grow playoff beers. That's a hockey tradition. Before we started recording this, <laughs> I had a chance to have a peek at my dear friend Cameron. You're growing up playoff mop man that 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 hairdo is pretty strong yeah they, they said it on the show today brian i was doing a show with Lorenzi and uh day uh the <laughs> sportsman consigliere dave sherapan and they're like uh, what are you gonna do grow it for the playoffs and it's like yeah how about the leafs i go why so i can cut it off in a week when they're knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe carolina or another team uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know who we're uh, gonna be back in here uh with our futures and stuff like that but i'll tell you this yeah, no, I've been getting the Werewolves of London look and everybody all like, hey, that's the thing, Brian. It's the first time I just woke up and uh, didn't put anything on it. Yeah, I got a real mop top air shop going, the, the Play-Doh mop top. It's a fro, but yeah, hockey's been nuts, buddy. Like, I'll tell you, these games, I, I didn't, you know, they're still hard to predict, right? Like, even down the stretch. But, but it, I will say this, we've been watching every game this year. The play's been better. You can tell the guys smell the finish line right now. It's been a lot more physical, better, better hockey, less sloppy. And... I think what's going on, right, it's post-trade deadline and the coaches have the team they know they're going to battle with here. So they're starting to implement systems and the way they want them to play when the playoffs get here. Those are the teams that are secure on being in. The other teams are playing with a level of desperation, buddy, and we're seeing the intensity start to pick up. Yeah, and like take a look at just for example, Brian, like look at the Islanders Washington game. When was the last time we had a 0 0 game going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Has no goals in regulation. Honestly, has there been one this year? I don't know. I don't think so. I actually, I think Boston and the Islanders played maybe a 1 0 game. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But I don't I, know about 0 0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is this uh, that's playoff intensity. We talked about it on our gambling show, buddy. We said, this game is going to be like very physical, probably low scoring. There's going to be like none of these uh, five to four games anymore. These teams, you know, they don't, you can't make mistakes in your end. And uh, you know, the playoffs, it's attention to detail and every little stupid little mistake can come in the back of your net. So you have to be very, very careful. And uh, we expected this, the Islanders and Capitals to play that style of game. By the way, full disclosure, just uh, it's a podcast. We can do this yep. whenever, right? We're recording this on Thursday night and we usually do this, you know, Wednesday or Thursday night. And we have the luxury of kind of watching games while we're doing it. And this was a night of hockey camp where you're sitting here. Uh, Tampa Bay just got an empty netter. So mm -hmm. They're up 3-1 on Columbus. While Carolina and Florida are playing for first place, that's a great game. 3-2. Winnipeg-Toronto, basically with a game in hand. If Winnipeg won this game, they'd have a chance to tie them for first in the next head-to-head -head game. Toronto's up 4-3 with a minute to go, and we got the goalie pull. We got, we've got games with playoff ramifications, St. Louis and Colorado. There's a lot of meaningful games now, big-time meaningful games. Yeah, I'm going to say this uh, too. Um, when we're looking at these games, Brian, it's, it's interesting, and we talked about what's going to happen with – you know, a team like the Rangers, like when are they going to fall off after like working so hard to get there and kind of realizing, I don't think we're going to be able to catch Boston or we're not going to be able to catch Pittsburgh and look at the, the situation, right? Lose, losing to the Philadelphia Flyers. We thought it might happen against like a team like uh, a, a Buffalo, but it could happen earlier than that, right? So that's the thing. They're looking at the scoreboard. Bruins are winning big again. I think the Rangers, I think they're disheartened. And what, what could have been, if you think about it for them, with the realignment, they're the ones that got pitchforked 
they're in the they're in the playoffs if they're playing against the foes they usually play against. But all of a sudden, you pluck Boston into the hopper, and the Rangers are the odd man out, and they're paying for it. And, and I think they're hard. And if Panarin was there for that stretch of games he missed, maybe it's a different story. Good news for you. Leafs get the empty netter. Yep. 5-3 uh, over Winnipeg. So that's a big win for Toronto that snaps a two-game – or snaps the losing. So the big skid they were on, by the way. Hey, the one thing I just want to say, a couple of things uh, on the COVID thing. Let's start with the, with the good news. Vancouver, off the unbelievable layoff, beats the Leafs in two games. I appear McGuire on my radio show, or Vegas Hockey Hotline today, and we're just talking about that's why you love this sport. I mean, you think about it, man. These guys off so long saying, hey, we're not ready to play. They give them a couple extra days, and you're going against one of the better teams in the league, and you're thinking they got no shot. They win back-to-back games, and all of a sudden, in a, in a, in a real – fashion if they win in the next couple of games and the teams ahead of them are sketchy at best vancouver may not be out of this no that's the thing too and think about the situation right montreal they were playing edmonton and holding on for dear life they were leading in that game four to one they ended up winning four to three that could have been very costly think about that like no they need every single point they can get calgary as we talk about their toast but um you know montreal has teams breathing down their neck in this covid situation and have you seen vancouver's schedule they have a lot of the ottawa senators and we're not taking anything away from ottawa we love these guys and they've made us money but the situation is these are games that they've won they haven't lost to them this year going into the games on thursday night so th- these are points that they can get they get regulation wins brian like things can really change like no it's definitely not over they're behind, but what do they got? Five, four or five games in hand? Like, that's that's a big deal. They can make up uh, They can make up some moves for sure, make up some ground. Well, I mean, you look at who's above them. I mean, you know, Montreal, they're not setting the four and six in their last ten. The Flames are toast. But the Canucks are sitting here with five games in hand on Montreal down ten points. That's simple math. All you're trying to do in those games at hand, say you get within three, and then you got to win some other games. And – I, I wouldn't put it past them. It's, it's been that kind of year. Okay, so that's the good news on the COVID front. Honestly, you're in Ontario. You are, let me just throw this at you. You are dealing currently with a mandatory stay-at-home lockdown. And uh-huh. you, you can basically go to the grocery store on the bank, right? That, that's about it? That's it, yeah. Nothing else is open. You can order food, I guess, from restaurants and stuff. They deliver, but nothing's open. No, there's no, there's really nowhere to go. I guess if you have a care worker, like I, you know, once in a while get groceries for my folks and do stuff for them. But you know, yeah, it's that situation. Basically banks are open and grocery stores are open. No businesses are open, no haircut, just essential, essential services in the big stores, right? Like Walmart, stuff like that. So yeah, it's been like this for a while, Brian, they opened it up for like a day or two. Things got, the numbers got stupid. And then, uh, yeah, then they basically shut things down again. I, I just, I registered last week and I got a COVID shot. They finally emailed me today. I have one next week, my first one. So it's, it has been a long, tedious pro- process. I'm just going to get it because I want to eventually be able to fly to the States, see you, do some stuff. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, once take a vacation <laughs> in the next year or two, I'm hoping. <laughs> All right. And just, I want to keep on this topic, but just to update, huge game. Because Tampa's going, please don't let Carolina, Florida go to overtime. Huberdo was just robbed by, I'll just call him Ned. What, what is it, Ned Djokovic? Yeah, Ned. I like Ned. Ned. I mean, Ned's robbed, play good. Robbed. Uh, and uh, what he got? Uh, Florida on the power play. 
for the final minute 31 of the game here. So that could be uh, moderately interesting. But on the COVID thing, the Robin Leonard uh, comments, did you get a chance? If, if you did, to yeah, see- I saw him. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday, we're on the air on the Sports Good Radio Network in Sirius 204 as this is breaking. And I'm watching Twitter blow up, you know, with, with sentence after sentence after sentence. And these are things that I'm usually involved with those Zoom deals, but not when they do the morning skate stuff because I'm on the air. And I'm like, well, how the hell did this all come up? But it's a game day and the goalies don't talk on game day. Anyway, everything Leonard said is so spot on on, on, on what he's dealing with, what the players are dealing with. And then I got to be honest with you, kid. I wake up the next morning and Leonard apologized, which was odd. He, but he apologized for saying, I shouldn't have used the word. He says, I, that I, it feels like we're in a prison. And he was saying, for me, it was metaphorical, like because he, he's very upfront about the mental health issue. He says, it feels like I, I'm mentally, I feel like I'm myself, I'm in a prison. So anyway, the guy apologizes for that one word in an 11-minute rant. Carolina empty netter. Mm-hmm. They're going to be floored. So he apologizes for the one word and said, this is what I meant. The next, and then the NHL says, oh, no, nobody told him. What, he, what he's claiming is they were told, if you get the vaccine, the isolation rules will change. And he said there were a lot of us that didn't want to get the vaccine. But when they said, if you, t- if you do this, we're going to let you guys, you know, the, the isolation rules will change. These guys have been going on the road, room to rink, room to rink, alone. Can't be extra guys in a room. But when they're home, Cam, they go home. And, you know, when you're home on a five-game home stay, you can't golf. You can't do none of this other stuff. You're trapped at home. Yeah. And he said with, for mental health, isolation's like they say it's the worst thing for you. So his point was he felt like somebody – now, who told them this? Because the NHL come out and Bill Dez, nope, nobody said that. Well, Leonard didn't just decide to walk out there and make this exactly. So either the Golden Knights told him, either the NHLPA told him, uh, or somehow with the league in, in some fashion that I think they're spinning words saying, oh, it's been discussed, but we've not decided to officially do it. Like it's semantics. Like, like, well, no, we never said that was going to happen. You know, so they're not, they're not telling the truth, but they're not lying. It's a, you know what I mean? It, but anyway. I just I wake up the next morning, and the headlines around the country are: Robin Leonard apologizes for use, uh, using the word prison. Wait, 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 pardon me. Like in context, everything he said he said the league's done good things. They've done this. They've done that. You know, I mean, it's amazing. The headline didn't match what the story was. That he apologized. Everything he said, Cam, in many respects, is right. I agree. And he's got the gonads to jump out there and go to the front of the line and say, I'm going to talk about this. After the game, Golden Knights, a couple of players, well, we've got his back. But nobody said, yeah, they told, <laughs> they, they told us this. The Sasquatch foot came down said, no, we ain't, don't be dealing with this. I'm like, yikes. Yeah. The thing is, too, you complain, like hockey players are some of the guys that are, like, quiet about stuff. Robert, Robin Leonard is actually a breath of fresh air. That's the one thing about the sport, like, we respect it, but, you know what I mean, always the secrecy and that you don't really get any good clips sometimes, you know, upper body, lower body. It's just one of those things. And when you get characters in the league and guys who actually speak the truth, it's nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a situation where you would think 
you know, these guys got vaccines that you think are things are going to change. I could tell you from being isolated, it's the worst. There's, there's nothing like I would rather be doing anything, going outside, going for a walk, doing this, doing that, you know, and you got to do it for your own. Like, you know, I go for a walk around the, the track, but I, I, you know what, Brian, it, it, I agree. I don't know who, who told them to shut up or whatever. Obviously oh, it, came, it, it came it, from, it came from upstairs. Cause sure these guys, don't, they, they don't want to oh. look like, they don't want to look like clowns. Right. Like well, it's like, you, you know, they say, they know, you know, they did it. Like we're not, we're not yeah, morons okay. here, we, but they just said, shut up. Well, basically, but right? basically what he said was what infuriated him that they were told that. And, and he said blatant lie. And he ain't backing off that, but but somebody told him something, but nobody can get the you know. Well, I guess of the follow up crap. He made a statement. It wasn't like you could go in a room and do follow up questions. Well, who told you that? You know, it's one of those things, the Zoom thing, where it's hard to hard to follow up on stuff. But what infuriated him? See, this is where they say, "Now we didn't lie to him," because they said, "Yeah, if you get the vaccine, we'll change the isolation protocols and we'll loosen it up." But what happened was, so the, so the guys, and he said there were a number of guys didn't want to take it that took it. He's in that mirror society. There are people that don't want the vaccine. But so those guys did it. And he said, then the league told him, well, we're, we're waiting because we don't want a team to get a competitive advantage by having had the vaccine and then, you know, loosening the protocols. So after they took the vaccine where they said things would loosen up, then whoever it was doubled back and said, yep. We're going to do that when everybody gets it. Well, we know what's going on in Canada, and we know not all the teams in the States either have gotten it. So believe me, they're, they're finding a way to slip this through the cracks, but I give Leonard credit. But, boy, you talk about a guy being on an island. And I, I, I got his back, I, I, and I believe the guy. I believe him too. And, uh, Brian, this is the thing. Things are happening very, very quick, and we still haven't figured out what's going to happen in the North, right? Like – they haven't named like we're running out of racetrack here with the season. Like what city is it going to be in? Where's the bubble going to be in? Because obviously it's not happening in Canada. There's no fans for any games there. This division, you know, we already talked about the travel earlier on in the show, but it's going to happen somewhere. There's going to be, there's going to be a bubble with the, and they're going to have to go to the United States, I would think and play. Right. Because obviously you can't, they'll make an exception, but just going over the border, you got to quarantine for 14 well, days. I'd come and see you in Vegas. The problem is I couldn't get back into Canada if I needed to take care of my business, right? Or else I'd stay there. That's the problem. I, I guess the thing I find with this whole deal for the last year plus, our lives, our world, and then hockey, you know, the common sense aspect of it. These guys are tested every day. Why do they have to be quarantined for 14 days? Well, hello, pardon me. They're not making any sense. But the other thing that doesn't make sense, if a guy like you got, has to board up the windows, right, if, <laughs> how can they be playing hockey games there? I know. I mean, how does that make any sense? It's a great point. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. You know, they, there's no <laughs> – yeah, they're, they're, they're playing games. So you're telling me – so the Leafs are playing in Toronto, but you have the Raptors playing in Florida, and you have the Blue Jays playing in Florida. And eventually they're talking about Buffalo. Right. With the, like, would, if, 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 if it happens, if they, if they do leave Florida. So no, you bring up a good point. Like, that's the thing. I totally don't really understand anything and nothing makes sense, Brian, like common sense is supposed to ring true, but 
I have no idea. All I know is like, there's only like a month left. Like we're going to have the playoffs in how many games are left in the regular season right now. Right. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Most teams have 10 or under nine capitals, nine Pittsburgh, nine Islanders, nine. And so the most teams have is 11 in Vancouver. They have to make up a few games because of the COVID. So we're talking about 10 and under we're, we're in the home stretch right here. And we still don't don't really know what's happening, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Well, I just, I, I, there's no way to gloss over that. I just, I just, I just find it very odd how the whole thing got spun around where the headlines the next day did not match what happened. It's, it is unbelievable how things get spun. And you know, he, he, you know, he's, I don't care what the league does to me, but you know what? No, nobody, nobody has been running to this guy's defense and saying he's right. Exactly. And exactly. Talk about hanging a guy out the dry. <laughs> it's great. Excellent point. That's the thing, right? It's like, you guys want to tow the company line, like show the guy a little bit of uh, credit, especially for taking the guts to say what, how probably everybody feels about that situation. But yeah, I don't know, Brian, let's just, we just hope to get through it, bet on the games, make some money. And I can't wait for the damn playoffs. So I don't have to witness another shootout. I had the Islanders tonight. What else happened? Lost in a shootout. That's what I'm telling you. Something's never changed COVID or no COVID. It's just like, okay, I, I, I just hate this shootout so much. Like I just want it gone from hockey moving forward so we can just play a three. I, I would care so much less losing a game with a regular or three on three overtime. I can deal with it a lot more than, the shootout it's just so it needs to stop i hear you kid so basically during this short window we've been doing this podcast we've had the developments carolina gets the win a two-point lead with two in hand on the panthers and a three-game lead on the lightning with a game in hand so you know it's amazing how very quickly you can go up or rocket off the leaderboard with a three or a four game winning or losing streak in that central division, you know, hey, boy, do you, do you want to win that division? Cause you don't want to avoid, you want to avoid Tampa at all costs in the first round. Yeah. And the thing is though, Tampa, like I got to tell you though, Brian, Carolina and Florida are getting a lot closer. Like, don't you feel like before it was always Tampa now I'm kind of thinking, you know. I love Carolina, buddy. I've, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I, I, I feel good about my futures, like I, very I, good about them. I have been on them from day one. To, here would be the rub. If this was a normal season where there was an Eastern and a Western Conference, I'd have had Carolina in the East. And I had Colorado over Carolina to win the Cup. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Colorado could play Carolina in the semis this year, right? It's a different animal. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I don't know what to make of the central. Like think about this Chicago held on for life. The Dallas stars are playing the Detroit red wings. And as the time of taping, like losing five to two, like do some of these teams want to get into the playoffs? Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, it just, it, it blows my mind. Like that the San Jose sharks had an opportunity to get like six points from Anaheim, Brian, they got zero. They lost every game four to one five. They got smoked. They absolutely oh. got throttled, and now they're sitting there. They're, they're not going to – like, I'm, I'm looking at them like, you know what I mean? I don't you think know, you 41, know, a, you know, it's a, a joke. Honestly, you know who has a better shot than them uh, are the Kings. I, I believe the Kings because the Kings got three games in hand on them. Well, they have four in hand on Arizona. Arizona, exactly. They're down by five points. That's I, the, the, the that's Kings the are team. not out of this. I agree. The Kings, have, the Kings won their last game, too. I believe in them. They took care of business against Anaheim, something that S.J. Sharkey didn't do. St. Louis is in dogfights. They got to beat teams like Colorado. 
I think LA, it's actually setting up for the Kings. If they don't screw this up, they can get in. I like, if I were to make a bet now, the Kings would be the team that I put in Brian. Like that's, that's what I would go Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, LA in, in, in the West. I think that like, I'm looking at it. St. Louis still. Yeah. They played the same games as LA. They're up four points, but look at their schedule. It's like LA can take care of business. I, I'm with the Kings. If you gave me plus money on them making the playoffs, I'd bet it all day. You know, I'm going to say this. I think Vegas, Vegas peaked too early. Uh, they, they, right now, since the trade deadline, eight-game winning streak. Uh, the mm-hmm. league, they're going for a franchise record, ninth in a row. They get the Yanmar kid comes in, fit in beautifully from the trade deadline. I think there's an X-factor, Cam. I think that this kid, Peyton Krebs, is lighting it up in the juniors in Winnipeg. Their season's about to end. I think this kid's going to come in. I think they're going to plot this kid on the fourth line. And the way they roll four lines, they could get some offense on the fourth line. The problem with the only problem with Vegas is they get streaky. And if they go cold and they go cold together as one in a series, that's what happened to them in the bubble last year. But they got the goaltending and that soap opera. Leonard has only lost one game. That's the other thing we were talking about, Leonard. Oh, and then Flurry again, like he plays against San Jose in that game, and they didn't play their best game. But Brian, it's unbelievable to me. The Sharks come out because that's one team in Vegas that they play well against, but Flurry made some diving saves there. And Mark Stone is unbelievable. Like every time Vegas he, needs something, he's a magician. Like he scored the goal. It's like boom. They were they they didn't play well in that game. Stone scores, stone scores. I'm like, here we go. Here comes Vegas. And what do they do? They pull away in that game and eventually win. It seems like a broken record with these guys because he well, does it all the time. He's will, a winner. I will say this to you. It's a one to nine shot. He's winning the Selkie. And then he absolutely, I believe, is going to end up second in voting for the heart. I think McDavid's going to get it. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and you know, Cam, it's not just, it's, it's when he scores. It, since they put the C on this guy, you've just seen it. Passion, the leadership, the whole, I mean, he's he, as great as a player as he had been his entire career. They threw the C on this guy. He's a lunatic. No, that's the thing. Like for people, and, and you're right in Vegas's backyard. I watch them all the time. I'm like, this guy is so damn good. Like it's unbelievable. You said it. Like when they need a goal, San Jose's playing well. Vegas is sleeping. What happens? Stone, ding, 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 makes a couple of moves, and he does the same move, and it works all the time. That's the thing. I watch him. I'm like, wow, that was the same move he did against Anaheim in that game that he did against uh, uh, San Jose. Jim Jones the, was ready for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the corner's sitting there going, he doesn't know what's going on. The goaltender for the Sharks with a K corner, or, or Jones, or any one of these guys. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what goalie, what situation. Mark Stone, and I remember I told you this, Brian, and you knew this. I didn't have to tell you anything. You, you know so much about hockey. But when he went to Vegas, I go, that was the best move ever. Like, you guys got, like, he was so damn good in Ottawa. No one talked about him because he played on that team. Like, I can't – the people of Vegas are so fortunate. Like, I can't believe, like, you got a, you got a complete perfect player. You know what I mean? And he's sitting there, it's just like, wow. Like, the organization, that was an absolute steal. Where would you guys be without him? Nowhere. That's where. Okay, a couple minutes. Uh, let me a couple things. Yep. One, I, I'm sitting there. All right, I went through all this pain and torture. I mean, I might as well get at least the, the be the worst team and get the well. The, the worst you could pick would be third. But I got news for you: uh, the Sabers are only three points behind the Devils. I don't think the Devils are winning another game this year. <laughs> My, man. No, they're no. You said it, Brian. The new the New Jersey Devils are awful. 
And I don't just mean awful. I don't even know how they came back down 7-1 against Pittsburgh. See the game tonight? They tie it 1-1, and then I look up. I'm like, wow, it literally took like a couple minutes, and Pittsburgh was up four goals. Like, You know what I mean? Like, take a look at the second. Like, I'm like, what, what's going on here? So Russ scores. They scored like, yeah, three goals in basic, yeah, three minutes. Shorthanded goal by Bluger. Like, what is, what is the, the Devils? Like, I respect Lindy Rupp, but that, that team is just, they've tapped out. They get rid of Palmieri and Zajac. It's like, after a while, it's just, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, I got to be honest with you. When I watch a team like Ottawa, they battle. When I want to watch, when you watch teams like Anaheim, they were trying for a while. San Jose, once in a while, shows up. New Jersey, they've just been terrible. Like, they don't show anything recently. Like, how do you bet these guys other than the other team and the over puck line? Done. It's not, it's not that I didn't know this, but it hit me this morning because the Sabres the last couple of weeks, I started watching their games again because they get the prospects, the Cousins kid and this Rooster Linen guy they called up, and they got some young guys, and they picked up Kajula. And, and like, you can see it, and young defensemen. It's like, okay, these guys are getting minutes. Eichel comes back next year. I don't know if they sign Allmark. He can't stay healthy, but their goalie of the future is making his debut this weekend. Like, okay, it's been a decade. You know, you're going to get another top pick. And then I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Next year, Kyle Poso, two more years, $6 million. Jeff Skinner, $9 million. Colin Miller and Cody Eakin, healthy scratches tonight. Not even counting Skinner. Well, let's count Skinner. Those four guys, $21 million of immovable objects. You're right, Brian. I don't, can't, I don't, I don't can't they just what. Can't they just release Ocpozo and say it's been like, like he's, he's not an NHL player anymore, right? Like that's the thing. Like you, sometimes awful. you just, no, you just, no, you, you know it, but you set up, you set up to the table and go, it, it's already done. No one will take him. He can't make a team better. So where do you got? You release Nobody the guy and say that's life. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to take anybody. That's so, the problem, uh, right? The bio crap can set you back. I mean, I mean, I guess you choke. They got to figure it out. If there's any way you can even get any of those guys off the cap, you work it out. Get get a math guy in there and figure this things out because they do have good young talent on that team, right? Well, I have always said, I've always said this, and I don't begrudge anybody. I don't. I don't begrudge these guys. Make as much as you can while you can. But I have always said this. I mean, going back 20-plus years, guaranteed deals in hockey are a disaster. They are. These things should be incentive-laden. Uh, here's a base, and then here, go get it. You know, And then some of these guys get paid. They get fat and happy. And that's you got not, it, brother. It's not just those guys. That happens around the league. Yeah, it happens in all sports, actually. <laughs> it's, right. it's a, that's, of, that's life. Speaking of fat and happy, um, who, me? No, I'm not really happy, but fat. Well, <laughs> Buddy, Sometimes I'm happy when buddy, I'm eating and winning money. Buddy, <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't throwing darts at you, kid. I go to the beach. I'm creating shade, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a big guy, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, anyway, the pandemic, uh, I can't afford a Peloton yet, Brian, so I'll I just... be careful. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They're they, they eat cats. Wait, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I think we got another show to do, buddy. Oh, geez. Uh, I got, actually, it's funny. I got some mashed potatoes on the uh, on the stove, too. I better uh, see how they're doing. Well, go stir them. You don't want any... <laughs> You don't want any lumps. No, I don't. You, you, take, you take enough lumps during the week. I do. All right, pal. Listen, uh, don't forget, Saturday night, midnight yep. Eastern. It re-airs Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, we'll be doing the uh, Light the Lamp radio show on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Sirius Channel 204. We're, it's getting serious now, Cam. We're turning the corner for home and the playoffs. And the games are heating up. So we're going to have a lot of good fun and a lot of good stuff to talk about. But it's always a treat. And uh, enjoy your mashed potatoes. Thanks, buddy. I will. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. There you go. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on the Light the Lamp podcast.